Well, welcome to another episode of Conversations and Connections, the official podcast of the Family Crisis Center of East Texas. I'm Stuart Burson, the Prevention Coordinator for the agency. And as the holiday approaches, I uh, wanted to revisit a topic I've, we've probably visited before, but it never hurts to talk about these things again. I kind of want to talk about how uh, survivors of domestic violence and sexual assault and the things they may deal with, especially when it comes to the holidays, um, and, and the stresses, uh, associated with that. So I have Matt Craven with us, uh, who is, uh, one of our counselors. Matt has been on the podcast a couple of times before. And so I wanted to ask Matt back to kind of, maybe let's kind of address this issue, this issue and talk about that. So Matt, uh, appreciate you for, uh, for doing this, for agreeing to do this again. You're a good sport. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, so I guess, one of the things I want to say, you know, when it comes to survivors of domestic violence, sexual assault, I guess what are some of the unique stresses uh, that they may have to deal with during the holidays? Is there something unique to them that maybe someone that experiences some other kind of stress in their life wouldn't face? Yeah, there is a lot of stress around this time of year. Uh, with or without the domestic violence or any form of sexual assault. But those things are kind of augmented uh, when you've experienced some kind of form of traumatizing situation. And one thing in particular that I really have noticed is that uh, though you know everyone is supposed to be generally happy and they kind of conform because it's Christmas, right. uh, there is this idea you know that what's happening, and a person who's experienced this level of uh, trauma, it's kind of reinforcing some of the things that the beliefs they have about themselves are often aren't true. Um, all of their feelings of inadequacy, that there are things that they blame themselves for that just are not necessarily their blame. It's like they're throwing an overarching net uh, over their feeling, that feeling of inadequacy okay. for suddenly they are introspective because that's what sometimes it's often what we do. We think about ourselves and reflect on ourselves and around this time of the year and our progress, our growth, and they start to do that. But then it's, it's very misguided because they're not able to see and understand and comprehend exactly what it, what it is that has been experienced and maybe have yet to fully address it yet through therapy or through some form of support, or maybe not have that mm -hmm. support system at the time of the year. Um, can be incredibly lonely and it's uh it's a very trying and testing time um for a person who's experienced this level of trauma right right um let's talk about maybe explaining to kids you know the uh, uh, i know we've said this and it, this may go without saying but a lot of times survivors especially of domestic violence a lot of times the kids are the victims as well. They may not be the victim to the direct violence, but they're still obviously affected uh, by what's going on between mom and dad or, or mom and, and, and their dad or, or whatever. Uh, but let's talk about explaining to kids why maybe this Christmas may be different. Let's say uh, one of the parents may be absent or mom and dad aren't together anymore. Um, it doesn't really necessarily really have to stem from domestic violence, just divorce happens. Um, um, how is the best way to maybe talk to kids about that? The 
response I often think about when I ask this, because this is a question we get a lot uh, from clients and and uh, lots of people who are dealing with stress or any form of maybe not necessarily domestic violence, but just maybe there's a separation or a loss of some kind. Um, really, the best answer I have is be honest. Uh, tell them what's going on in a way that the person who is younger is an adolescent or young or less uh, can understand so that they are not necessarily surprised by this or have um, a hope that there's going to be something happen like they, they might be together. Uh, just be very honest with them about what's happening um, in a way that is able to be digested. So of course, you may not want to say, here is exactly why and give them all the gruesome details about mm-hmm. what is what maybe has transpired. Sure. But just be just say, this person will not be with us. Um, we are not we are n- not going to have him in our home uh, because whatever reason, perhaps because it's not safe, because we are not in love anymore. Um, but finding a reason um, and just concentrating on. Uh, the things that you can control uh, that may, the questions may come up, you can answer them and talk and be, they can create great conversations. But uh, this also does create a lot of opportunities to create new traditions uh, in a time that could be very, uh, like, as you said, different and, uh, and no, no doubt difficult. Um, there's a lot of opportunity there to create a new or I, well, uh, I never thought about that. That, that may be a good opportunity, provide an opportunity to start something new yeah. to carry on forward. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that can be, uh, and that can replace and associate those memories with something a lot more positive than necessarily, Oh, this is the year that, that, uh, or this is the time that this happened or there was a mm-hmm. divorce or there was some kind of form of violence. Um, really concentrating on those things that you can control and influence really do go a long way. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about having to deal with the family gathering? You know, how can this affect the survivor? And I guess maybe it's an awkward situation, the elephant in the room type of thing when you're, in, you know, uh, you you left an abusive relationship or something's going on. And there's someone absent and maybe the family knows the details, you know, of, of what's happening. Um, what is that like? And, and how can someone deal with that? This is a very challenging uh, situation, uh, especially because oftentimes the holidays are very stimulating and a person who's experienced trauma like this can be overstimulated. And another thing that may exacerbate this is the people who are in their family, maybe the people who are responsible for some of their trauma, either the most recent event or maybe something from their past. Uh, that can create a very difficult uh, scenario and environment for them to be and exist. And really just finding ways to give themselves permission to leave, have an, mm-hmm. an exit strategy, um, not conform, feeling like they have to uh, conform to this pressure that they have to spend X amount of time with that particular family. Um, There's a large amount of things that can be brought uh, up that could be dredged up from prior trauma. And it's okay just to let yourself take a moment to breathe, uh, find a time where you can just set 
<coughs> excuse me, set aside aside just to take a moment to breathe and uh, maybe before going in, have a plan if you if maybe they're not involved directly with what has happened to them, uh, which is an important distinction uh, that it's happened to you. It's not exactly mm-hmm. your fault or at all your fault, but um, maybe communicate how you want to address it. Maybe be proactive about how, okay, here's what's happened. I would prefer not to talk about it. Or if you guys have any questions, I will answer them now and then let that be it. Uh, there's a lot of ways to go about it. Um, but it certainly does affect them uh, because there is a lot of pressure to be uh, to be positive and experience joy where there isn't a lot right now, and you may not trust people. Yeah, well, I guess that's just one thing I was thinking of. It's like you know, well, should we talk about it? Should we not talk about it? Especially when you know people know what's going on. Should you pretend like everything's fine and not bring it up? Should you bring it, you know, should it be brought up? Or like you said, bring it up at the very beginning and not talk about it anymore. There's so many different ways, I guess, to deal with that in different situations that where that would present itself, you know? Yeah, there's uh, a lot of ways that it could transpire, um, but kind of concentrating on visual, the visualizing how you want it to go and be prepared if it, doesn't necessarily go that way. What, yeah. what, will you, what are you exactly your right. you're going to do? Sure. Um, what about incidents of domestic violence during the holidays? Do we normally tend to see a rise in these type of situations when the holidays are among us? So the the answer to a lot, sometimes many of these questions is either yes or it depends. It's never an outright no, but in this rare situation, uh, we don't ex- we don't really notice it as much. Uh, we don't see exactly incidents occurring on or around the holiday, what often happens is there is a lot of hope. Um, there's a lot of pressure felt on everyone's side to just be pleasant because this is Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what we notice is immediately after the coming weeks, ensuing weeks, um, that's when we notice a lot of the domestic violence occurred. So it's kind yeah. of, it's kind of like a, when they're at war, everything's put on a standstill for a while. Everyone sits down and eats or does or celebrates. And then once it's ended, the new year begins. That's where we notice a lot of those trends to go go up. Um, there's a large amount of expectations, high expectations, but the results are often minimal. Um, so about a few weeks later, once the holidays have kind of blown over right. and we're into the new year, those things start coming back up. Um, that idea of the blame and being that introspection, which is misguided, kind of takes them to a place where uh, they were prior to that holiday season. Okay. Yeah. Um, what are some things just in, I guess, holidays, you know, and this could probably, again, go... Uh, for people who may not even be directly involved with a, a, a domestic violence situation, but what are some ways someone can hope? Maybe they're in an abusive relationship, maybe just an unhealthy relationship, uh, holidays or not. What you know, besides creating an action plan to get out of such a relationship. In the meantime, how do you cope with all the stresses, and then? Probably the holidays put that much, put even more stress on you. Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, first, one thing I want to mention about this is if you are currently seeing a therapist, do not stop because of the holidays. Often there's that pressure to kind of put things on hold uh, 
take a break, so to speak. But okay. the, the important thing is this is the, one of the most stressful times. This may be when you need to talk to someone most. So if you are mm-hmm. currently in therapy, I would advise that you or encourage, again, I won't tell you to do anything, uh, but uh, I would definitely encourage you to continue to do that, especially when, if you notice something happened or something does occur or there is any form of re-traumatization of any kind. Um, other things that really help people cope, uh, not not only is it learning to say no, because on paper, of course, that is... That's such so, a hard thing something, for so many people. Yes, to do. we all struggle with that. Um, so a way I like to frame it is, what are the things that you would want to say yes to? And a guiding question to help you figure that out is, is it meaningful to you? Does it make you, and this is a very generic term, but I'm going to use it as happy. Does it bring you joy? Um, is that something that uh, you will take joy in by having committed to that? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is yes, then by all means, go for that uh, because this is where we want to experience joy the most. We have the most opportunities to. Uh, we owe it to ourselves to kind of take advantage of that. Um, another thing is, uh, outside of having an exit strategy, uh, just be mindful. Check in with yourself every once in a while to see how am I feeling, what am I noticing. Uh, not necessarily do I need to respond, but just do I want to acknowledge it? Do I want to continue to feel this way? Um, is there something that I could be doing differently, or some, or am I where am I wanting to go, and how far away from my am that right mm-hmm. at this moment? Uh, just being mindful and letting yourself have that time to yourself, even if it's for a few minutes, it can really do, uh, can really can't make a difference. Right. And I guess, you know, we were talking about how someone can deal with the stresses you know, if they've been involved in an unhealthy relationship and they're going to a family gathering or to a holiday party or whatever. But what if someone has a family member or a friend who's dealing with it? How can they, what can they do to help that person along? And I know we've probably talked about this before, but I think it deserves to be revisited. Um, you know they're involved in an abusive relationship. Maybe they've even acknowledged it. Uh, what can you do as a friend or a family member to give them encouragement and to help them deal with all the stresses that come along with that? The first word that I always come uh, come back to this is uh, listen. Uh, you don't necessarily have to encourage unless they want. That's something they're wanting uh, or they're kind of alluding to they need some form of encouragement, uh, especially if they're considering leaving a domestic violence situation or any um, or anything like that. But just being listening and, and do it without any anxiety, without mm-hmm. anxiousness. Uh, just uh, ob- listen, observe, uh, ask them. Some people may may know what they want, or and some people may not be certain exactly. Uh, and then you can help them figure it out. Uh, and that can really do... It really does make a difference and, and can go a long way to, to just listen and uh, be in tune with that. Uh, know that there are resources like our agency and then other places where they can reach out to if they're feeling overwhelmed or maybe you notice if you are listening and you're overwhelmed by it, um, it maybe uh, beyond what you can comprehend or even understand. Uh, there are lots of agencies just like ours who can help people who are experiencing this form of death or this form of abuse or any trauma at all. Sure. All right. Matt Craven, one of the counselors here at the family crisis center of East Texas. Uh, Matt, I appreciate you uh, uh, taking some time. Is there anything that we haven't uh, covered that you feel like we need to address? Do you think we've 
any parting words of wisdom, maybe so to speak? There are a lot of opportunities to be found uh, if you really give yourself that time. Uh, this is a very important time. It's the end of the year. It's kind of the culmination of everything you've experienced. Uh, let yourself help yourself and yeah. have a wonderful holiday. All right. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. Uh, if you feel like you need the services of the Family Crisis Center for any reason, you can call our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week hotline. That number is 1-800-828-7233. Also, I encourage you to subscribe to Conversations and Connections. You can do that uh, through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and pretty much any podcast service of your choice. Remember, be the voice, if not for you, for someone else.